Tony James, the fantasy sage. We'll see how sagey you've been after we find out how many playoff uh, births you have. Eek. Um, and of course, you are listening to Fantasy Binge. You can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, um, TuneIn, Stitcher, and I think I named them all. You can follow us on the socials at Fantasy Binge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So. We got three weeks left. Only three weeks left. 14, 15, 16. Unless we do a week 17 show, which I doubt. Because no. if you're in a league that has a week 17, then you need Good to luck. talk to your GM <laughs> and, say. and get that fixed. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, Sage, what up? you are in nine leagues this year. Correct. How many playoff berths did you? Four and a possible. Four and a possible. Because we still have a week Fourteen. This, this is in our uh, with couples, couples therapy. therapy that only has eight teams, so we get to only go four make the playoffs, so only two playoff weeks. Okay, I feel like um, and I'm in third place currently in that league. Now I am in four leagues this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I cut mm-hmm. it. I scaled back a bit. Mm-hmm. I am in two, so I'm only fifty percent. So I'm. I guess I shouldn't give you a hard time. Oh, you're gonna make the third. Mm-mm. So, in couples therapy, uh, I am in first place. Okay. In the NFL league, I am in first place. First place. And the NFL league is what I was, ooh, ooh, I, I can't even talk about it yet. <laughs> That's how upset I league? still am. Yes. <laughs> we were close. It was I a three-way to, tie. I had to win out. If you remember, if you are a fan of this show, I wonder if we have any, but I had to win out, and I did four wins. Four wins, but not enough happened. Yeah, still not enough know. losses happened. It happens that way. That it came down to a tiebreaker. Yeah, and the tiebreaker between three teams, including myself, was head-to-head matchup. Mm-hmm. Between the three of us, we had each lost and won to one of the other two players. Yep. <laughs> so then it came down to, I believe, points. And I had the second most points, so I did not get the sixth spot. Odd man now. And then in champs only, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I only had four wins. Yeah, there's three of you out. So, I know, in a league league where eight people get in. We talked about that. Seven teams get in out of 12. One person (laughs) gets a buy. I mean, well, seven out of 10. It's usually seven out of 12, but I didn't change it. Okay. You know. All right, so instead of highs and lows, tops and bottoms this week, we are just going to run through the three leagues that we are in together that start their playoff uh, matchups this week. So in the NFL League, uh, I'm in first place. I am playing Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Looks like Mo Money made it in, Maurice. And they are playing Janelle Curse, my team. We've got... Nazarites? Yeah. That's how you would say it? Sure. Amanda is playing the Hawaiian King Bryce. And then we've got Black Mamba, Jerome, who is playing all gas, no breaks, the GM of the league, Lacey. Sorry, Slicks cards. What am I doing? Bounce back, kid. Four and nine. Make it look nasty. Multiple scorgasm, who I think checked out six weeks ago, and Team Crab Cakes. Better luck next year. Good luck to the rest of y'all. We won't be doing, uh, well, yeah, we can do the winners and losers of the playoffs next week when we. Yeah, we can can talk about who moves on. Yeah, that'll work. All right. Less teams to talk about. In the ESPN League. uh, Which one? Let's do champs only first since I am not in that playoff bracket. Okay. We'll do couples therapy last and then run down what the situations are going into the week. Okay. So champs only? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Champs only. Let me look at the standings or rather the playoffs. Sorry. All right. So. The one and only buy is awarded to Raiders Mike. Yeah. 10-3 record. He kind of ran away with this thing a long time ago. He just kept racking up wins. And uh, so then we've got the number two, Vacaville Joe Mama. 
first timer in the first timer playing against the number seven seed miss walker she make it she's the last seed (laughs) we got number three seed compton bend the knee playing against myself the sixth seed jay-z is my agent and we've got number four, Hen Dog Hero, playing against a number five, which is a defending champion, Team Harvest Skeet. What was Hen Dog Hero's record? Record. Um, Hen Dog Hero's record like was six and seven, huh? Eight and five. Oh. Hmm. Yep. I All got right. in. He did better than I thought. I got in with the six and seven record. Janisha okay. got in with a five and eight. I was four and nine. Yeah, the rest of you three, you, Terrence, and Chantel were all four win teams. (laughs) (laughs) And still, we're only one game out. All right, let's move into the work league. Mm, mm, mm. This is a 14 team, right? No, 12. 12 team. That's right, NFL is 14. Mm -hmm. This is a 12 team league. Six people make it into the playoffs with two first round buys. Yep. Those buys are going to Homeboy Daddy Dabs 420 with a 10 and 3 record. Nice. And then Team Awesome Boy with a 9 and 4 record. Yep, your pop's got two buys. Yeah, he does. Damn. Uh, Then we've got Sacto Yep I Know playing Team Taylor. And then FO Blue Chips, the one stole my spot (laughs) against Rapture. Who I'm just gonna say it. I could totally beat Rapture. Oh. That's right. I wouldn't even be worried about this first round if it were me in there. Yeah, well. Anyway. If if was a fifth. Yeah, we'd all be drunk. <laughs> so, uh, last but not least is the couples therapy in which this is actually for, uh, week fourteen is the last regular week. Before playoff start. Correct. So currently you've got number one and two are going to stay right where they are. Uh, It's yourself at 11 and two and JC winning ticket at nine and four. Those two people cannot be caught, nor can your standings be switched. So that one and two is pretty much locked in. Then you've got three and four, which is myself. Jay-Z is my agent and team North Bay, both at seven and six. And... Uh, we've got two teams at six and seven tied for fifth place, needing a win. Okay, so I'm going to look at the matchups while you stay on the bracket. So I pretty much know the matchups for the four people that can get in. Okay. So I will be playing against uh, team over nine. No, I won't. You're playing team Raiders, Mike. Team Raiders. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No. Uh-uh. That was last week. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Let me change the week. Okay, you are playing. Yes, you're playing Team Over 9,000. Okay, Team Over 9,000. That's what I thought. I wasn't sure, though. Um, Team Over 9,000 is who I'm playing, who has a 5-8 and eight record. And Team North Bay is playing against JC winning ticket. Now, this, this is not a done deal. No. It is not. Um, uh, and then Raiders Mike has the easiest path to the playoffs to that fourth spot playing against Team Nikki. Oh, yeah, that's it. So, I B, mean, B Day. Besides you losing to her, um, uh, it's pretty much a sure thing. Right. Bay All Day Wop is, is also six and seven, but her fantasy points, even if she were to get a win and all of the rest of us lost, she doesn't have enough fantasy points to overtake one of the seven and six teams that are already there. She only has 1,276 fantasy points while we're sitting up at 14 and 1,500. So that's just too much for her to make up. So pretty much she's out. It's between Jay-Z is my agent, Team North Bay, and Team Raiders for that third and fourth spot. Oh, my goodness. Now, what's the tiebreaker? Points. Points? Okay. Yep. So it's it's going to be real real tight now if we all win everything will remain the same but pretty much yeah it could it could go either way because mike no team raiders one has 1600 exactly exactly so So if team raiders one wins both of us would need to win to stay in not even not even big because then we go to eight wins he can only get to seven so if we all win, he's oh, still yeah, a yeah. game. He's still a game back because I beat him last week. Yeah. Um. So if he wins and one of us loses, he takes that spot off top because of his, how many fantasy points he has. So we both need to win. 
and I feel for your sister who has been holding it down. She started strong, <laughs> and something's happened in the last few weeks where she has just kind of fallen back to the pack, and now she's got the toughest matchup that she could possibly have for her playoff life. So we'll see. I just hope I win. I definitely won't. don't want to be the one on the outside looking in. The beauty is if I lose and Michelle loses, then I still get the four spot. So. I'm just looking at her losses. Her losses are all, I mean, they're they're within points. They're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, but this one was a blowout, and this one was a blowout. I killed her last week, but, you know. Yeah. Who's really looking at that? But she was in first place for a cool minute early on, mm-hmm. and then she just slowly started regressing to the mean. It happens. Everything that happens early in the season can happen in reverse and likely will happen in reverse, so you have to prepare for that. All right, so let's get into any new news that we might have going on today. I have not heard anything newsworthy. Um, a couple of random people that you're not worried about for fantasy have gotten COVID. Des Bryant, specifically oh, yeah. last night, and went on a Twitter spree because he mean, was all upset. I don't know anybody who was like, uh, I'm about to play Des. <laughs> really? But in a, in a matter of two hours, he had like got <laughs> quit. Like he got COVID, and then he got mad and got on Twitter and like quit. And then decided he was going to start talking about his business ventures and then was talking about the wine he was drinking and then had the world tweeting him pictures of their bottles of wine. (laughs) And then like unquit. It was just a whole, it was a whole thing. It was, it was a trip. Did anyone have Snoop's wine? No, no, I didn't see that on any of the bottles. There possibly, of course I didn't go through all the pictures, but it was pretty funny. Uh, Lamar Jackson talked about his COVID experience. Yeah, and um, who else was saying, like, they almost died? I mean, I'm being extreme. They didn't almost die, but they said it was rough. They said it was pretty rough. They wouldn't wish it on their worst enemy. People take this thing seriously, wear your mask if you're not already. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any relevant news, injury news. is still alive and kicking. Yeah, injury news we'll talk about when we as we go through uh, the matchups. Uh, but other than that, I can't really think of. All right, well, let's get into these one, 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 one minute matchups. Starting with tomorrow night's game, uh, Cam uh, and the Patriots against Jared Goff Garf. and the Rams. Um, I, listen, prime time for the Rams in LA. They've got one of the better run defenses, uh, one of the better defensive front fours that you're going to see. And what does New England do to score points? Cam runs the ball. They run the ball. And the Rams stop the run. Mm -hmm. That's what they're great at. You don't have to be worried about the pass threat from Cam Newton. He can't throw it 10 yards down the field. It looks that way. Um, So I don't like the Patriots at all. Sony Michelle, James White, uh, Cam, any of the wide receivers, anybody on that roster, I just don't I don't feel comfortable rolling any of them out there against that Rams front. All right. And then what about on the Rams side? Rams side of the ball, we talk about their running backs every week. Um, we've seen Cam Akers is the solidified goal lineback, uh, but you're going to be relying on that touchdown. Now, he has touchdown upside. They are able to move the ball down the field, and when they get inside the 10, he seems to be the guy – that gets all the goal line touches. Um, I think they're going to be able to move the ball effectively against New England. Um, so, yeah. What about Henderson? I, I wouldn't start any of the other backs. Cam Akers is the only one that I would consider. Other than that, in between the 20s, it's a full committee. Uh, so, again, hoping for the upside from Cam Akers if you really need a flyer, especially if you're in a situation where you've lost Gibson or you've lost mm. um, uh, the Raiders running back Jacobs. Jacobs. And you need to put somebody out there that has some decent upside, uh, you could take a shot at that. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, I think this is going to be a, a pretty low scoring matchup, um, one on the defensive in, uh, side of the ball. So I, I'm comfortable starting Robert Woods, but everybody else, all the other pass catchers that Goff has been thrown to, have been inconsistent. Um, 
it, you could probably throw Gerald Everett out there if you need a tight end. All right, let's move into the next game. That is the Titans and the Jaguars. <clears throat> Tennessee and Jacksonville. Jacksonville actually looked okay last week with Mr. Longneck. What's his name? Um, <laughs> Used to play for the uh, Raiders Glenn. and is it at, with, with Glennon. Glennon with Glennon at the quarterback. I think, uh, what is he? Uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> uh, Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane. Um, they looked okay. They looked okay. DJ Chark did not get involved at all. So that, that scares me a hundred percent away from him. But, um, Robinson is somebody that you're absolutely starting. Can you look at the wide receiver stats? That's a game that I didn't go back and look at because other than DJ Chark, I probably wasn't starting any of those wide receivers anyway, but I'm interested to see. So, uh, Keenan Cole was one for seven. Okay. And you need Shark or no? No. Chenault was three for 28, 38 and a touchdown. He got the touchdown. Okay. And. LaViscus Chenault. Johnson, Colin Johnson was four for 66. He must have had a rushing touchdown. Okay. Look at this. And then there was Eifert, who I know caught some passes. I know O'Shaughnessy got involved. Um. He, what are you looking at? I'm wondering how he got these 10.6 points. Are you looking in champs only? Oh, I am looking in champs. It's possible that oh, he's he got a uh, he got the two point conversion. Okay, okay. Those extra okay, I was going to say because you know in champs only we also account for uh, return yards. So if he had well, any return yards, for. then yeah. Um, but uh, again, Tyler Eifert I know also got involved in the offense uh, a little bit last week. But it, uh, realistically speaking, um. Jacksonville is playing against, I'm sorry, Tennessee. Tennessee's defense is not what we thought it was. We saw Cleveland take full advantage of them and put up a 40 spot, pretty much embarrassed them uh, last week. So that defense is not really stopping anybody. Um, And so I I really like uh, Robinson in this game. If you need a tight end flyer, I'd be comfortable starting Tyler Eifert simply because of the target share. Um, But, I I just don't feel comfortable playing any of those receivers. All right, and what about Tennessee? Tennessee, you're going to start your Tennessee Titans. You're you're going to start Tannehill. This is a great start from uh, Ryan Tannehill. I'm comfortable starting AJ Brown. Uh, I'm comfortable playing Ferkser. If um, uh, I'm sorry, if Janu doesn't go, mm-hmm. and of course you're playing Derrick Henry. All right, let's move on to the next game: Minnesota versus Tampa Bay. Minnesota versus Bay. Tampa Bay. This is when we're going to find out whether or not what's going on with Kirk Cousins in the last month is real. Uh, I believe it to be real. He's been extremely consistent in the last three games. He's been nice. Now, history says that against teams that are over 500, he tends to struggle. That has not seemed to be the case uh, this season, maybe early on this season, but it seems like he's settled into that offense really well, and it doesn't hurt when you have two of the best wide receivers in the league currently. So um, against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who really are great defensively against the run, I still don't see grounds to sit Dalvin Cook. Mm. Uh, I, I still think he's going to have a decent fantasy day. You know he's going to get 20-plus opportunities to touch the ball, and you know he only needs one big play to make something serious happen. So I'd be completely comfortable playing him in my first week of the playoffs. And Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen have been simply incredible over the last couple of weeks, and so I'm comfortable playing all those game, all those guys, even against the Tampa Bay defense. All right, and what about in Tampa Bay? Now they're back from bye. You've got Mike Evans, who's dealing with a hamstring mm-hmm. injury, mm-hmm. Uh, who was limited in practice or didn't practice today, and then you've got Godwin and his finger, who also did not practice today. Okay, so they just took the pins out of Godwin's <laughs> finger mm-hmm. this week, um, but uh, since then he hasn't been back at practice. I don't know if he's in pain. Uh, but I know he was having trouble catching the ball with the pins in his finger. So they're probably going to ease him back into things. He may be ready to go by Sunday. But I still don't feel 100% comfortable rolling him out there. So I think we're going to see a lot more of uh, <clears throat> volume for Gronkowski, uh, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown. Now, of course, it's important to to monitor the injury report to see who's going to play and who's not. Um, but – I actually think this is the week that Antonio Brown is going to get the opportunity to get into the end zone. We'll see. I do. I do. 
Um, but I don't feel uncomfortable starting any of these guys. Uh, Minnesota's defense isn't the best. They just score a lot of points, mm. right? That's what we were seeing from Seattle early on in the season. They were a team that wasn't really good at stopping anybody, but they're going to outscore you. Um, so I'm comfortable uh, with Brady. Okay, you're saying comfortable a lot today. Because it's, it's, it's about who I'm comfortable playing. It's the first round of the playoffs. Like, there's certain guys that I'm going to say that you're going to be like, are you really? That I'm going to be like, don't trot them out there, even though they've been great for you all year. The matchup don't look good. Don't lose your first round of your playoffs because you can't get past a name. All right. Um, but, no, I actually think this is going to be a high-scoring game, so I feel comfortable starting any of the receivers that I said uh, on Tampa Bay side of the ball. As far as the running backs go, I wouldn't play Leonard Fournette in this game. Mm-hmm. And I just – I don't know about Ronald Jones. Like, he's been consistent, but if I if you have a pivot option, pivot. Mm, I don't know if I'd say cons- – he was consistent since week eight. 4.6, 3.3, 24.3, 2.4, 16.8. Okay, so mm. – yeah. I think it's going to be a receiver-heavy game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game where both teams have to keep pace. All right, next matchup are the Chiefs against the Dolphins. Chiefs-Dolphins. The Dolphins' defense has actually been scary good for the past month. You picked them up in a league, and and they've been playing solid for you uh, pretty much ever since I think they had one dud game in there where they struggled. Mm -hmm. But other than that, they've been pretty consistent. It's at home in Miami. I expect that consistency to continue. Now, here's the problem. It's Pat Mahomes. Right. Right. And so Pat Mahomes does what Pat Mahomes does. Now, Brian Flores is is a great coach. He's going to try to take Tyreek Hill away from him, but he's the fastest dude on the field on most fields that he's on. Well, and Tyreek Hill has a non-COVID illness, did not practice today. Okay, so monitor that. Um, Another thing that we've seen from Kansas City pretty consistently in the last few weeks is that they're not running the ball. They're pretty much just letting Pat Mahomes go out there and do what it is that he does. Whether Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is healthy or not, Le'Veon Bell had his opportunities last week with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out, and he didn't do much with him. Mm. He did not look good when he had the majority of the carries, and as you saw towards the end of the game, they were giving Williams the ball over Le'Veon Bell. Um, And so I I expect them to do the same thing in this game. I expect them to go out there and throw, which means – you're starting Mahomes, you're starting Kelsey, you're starting Hill, if Hill's healthy. Um, the two other wide receiver options that are actually getting targets, uh, Nicole Hardman and Sammy Watkins, mm-hmm. haven't been getting enough volume really to make anything happen. They're there when it's necessary and you hope they get a touchdown. But realistically speaking, it's been the Kelsey and Hill show. Pretty much. Right? And so those are the three that I'm good with on that side of the ball. In Miami, you've got Tua, who was limited today with his thumb. Um, Grant, who was limited with a back injury. He's a second-ride receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaskin, who was uh, limited in practice today. And Ahmed was not at practice. And some other wide receiver, Perry, who was limited in practice. If uh, if Gaskin goes, Gaskin, you can play him. Okay. Gaskin is going to get the majority of the volume on that offense. Uh, we've seen consistency from Mike Gesicki, regardless to who was playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw there were several opportunities in the red zone last week that the Dolphins had, and they kept throwing that ridiculous fade to Devontae Parker. I don't like the play, but I like the opportunity that he was getting at the goal line. They have to figure something else out. But the fact that he's going to Parker more consistently, mm-hmm. problem the problem with his stock before was as soon as Ryan Fitzpatrick went to the bench, we were concerned he's not going to get enough play from Tua. It looks like they're trying to force feed him the ball, which means uh, that he's going to see some red zone opportunities in this game. You just got to hope he comes down with the touchdown. All right. Sounds good. Our next 10 o'clock game on the list are, is the Broncos against Carolina. Mm, This is gross. Uh, that's a defense that you could start. Uh, nobody's been rushing to start Carolina's defense, but Denver Broncos just they, – uh, they're down to one decent wide receiver in Tim Patrick. Uh, Noah Fant hasn't really been getting involved. People, Jerry Judy's, been, uh, Jerry Judy's not he, – he, he, I know he was hurt for, yeah. for a little bit, but he – Yeah, ha- he's got an ankle injury was limited today. Yeah, so uh, I didn't believe in him anyway. 
So it really, you're looking at Melvin Gordon, mm-hmm. hoping for a good opportunity, and yep. you're looking at Tim Patrick. Yeah, pretty right? much. Lindsey fell off. I mean, he had a couple games where it looked like he might do something, but and that was mostly when Gordon was out or coming on his way, working his way back into the offense from his injury, right? So um, I, I actually don't feel comfortable starting any of those guys in this game. Of course, you're going to have somebody get into the end zone, but to try to to throw a dart and pick the right one. That's going to be tough sledding. Um, So I'm actually staying away from the Broncos as much as I possibly can. There is a league where I have to start Melvin Gordon, so I'm going to do it because I don't have any other option. But if I did, I'd probably put him on the bench. All right, and what about in Carolina? Now, uh, you've got some news here. McCaffrey was set to come back this week, but now after practice today is dealing with a thigh injury. Yep. Um, You've got DJ Moore who is out. Right. You've got Curtis Samuel, who is out. Mm-hmm. That leaves you with Robbie Anderson, Miles Davis, maybe, unless uh, this thigh injury clears up Jeez. and he's ready to go. But it's, these what's are their record? All compensation injuries, right? It's, it's typical that he had an injury and now he's overcompensating for the other side, and so now his hip hurts. We saw the, an eight, I wouldn't even we saw it. we saw the shoulder injury earlier in the year with McCaffrey. This is just not his year. No, he needs to um, rest. This is what happens when after a year and a half you've been the top running back. Right. And, well, he took a lot of punishment. Yeah. A whole lot of punishment yeah. and getting, you know, thirty carries a game and rushing for mm-hmm. over a thousand yards, receiving for over a thousand yards, and taking a lot of body punishment. This was his year off. And this was basically, a much needed, basically. much needed year off for Christian McCaffrey. You know um, what it was? It was that backflip in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, you know, I don't see them risking their franchise player. I'm with you without any opportunity to get yeah, into the playoffs. Eight, like he can rest. Let him sit the season out. Like, your season's pretty much over. All right, so who um, are we playing then? Teddy Bridgewater, that's it? No, you're and not going to. No, you're not going to start Teddy. Teddy. You're just start Carolina's D. <laughs> uh, I just, Denver's not good, but the one, th- the one thing they are decent at is playing defense. That's how the Denver game scores remain as low as they do. So we're playing um, both Ds in this game. Eh, I don't know that I'd feel that comfortable. So Davis can still have the opportunity to get in the end zone. Uh, Robbie Anderson is going to have an opportunity to catch something over the top. But at Curtis Samuel. He's out. Yeah. So he's not going to catch DJ Moore. Is out. So he's not going to catch anything. So, they're so one, now the only person I have to stop. They're is. one-dimensional, right? <laughs> you've got Robbie Anderson and you've got Davis if McCaffrey doesn't go. Right. It's going to be a gross, gross game. Let's move on to the Texans against the Bears. Oof. This is a this is terrible timing. Right? For uh the Houston Texans. Okay. It's just this is a terrible matchup on paper. This is going to be a terrible matchup on the field. Uh even though they've opened up the offense for Deshaun Watson, that Bears defense is is pretty good. Uh that the Bears pass rush is pretty good. And Houston's front line protecting Deshaun Watson is not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we did see that Kiki QT did take a step forward last week, which was awesome. He got a nice target share. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks actually was the one to take a step back yeah, that's in, that, in that offense. Um, so, Brandon uh, Cooks limited today with a, knee, with a neck and toe injury. QT apparently stepped up a little too much last week because he was limited today with a knee injury. Man, that it, it's just that's ugly. Um, I I wouldn't start. I don't feel comfortable with David Johnson. What about Duke Johnson coming back? I, I definitely wouldn't start Duke if David's playing. <laughs> um, he's gonna immediately take the back seat. But I, I just that Chicago front is real. So Deshaun Watson's gonna have to throw the ball. But it sounds like he's gonna have some hobbled targets out there. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, pretty much he's gonna be running everything. Aikens. Like, mm-hmm. are you, are you going to start their tight end and hope that his no. target share is going to increase? No. Like, that's a team that doesn't really use not the tight in, end. Not in the playoffs. Right. And that that's the, that's the, the tough thing uh, about having a quarterback that's carried you this far is that now you're in your first week of your playoffs and you might have to look towards the waiver wire to mm-hmm. pick a streamer option just at least to get you past this matchup with the Bears. Um, but I, I don't like I don't like Houston at all this week. What about Chicago? Um, I need a yawn button. 
Allen Robinson. I, I mean, Mm-mm. I can tell you now. Don't even waste time on Allen Robinson. Look at his look at his numbers. Yeah, I know. For the but, last, I, I just listen, okay, Mitch. Here's his numbers. So we're looking at. Mm, okay, I'll start. Okay, no. I'm okay, just the last, last couple week, weeks. Last week, six for seventy-five. Okay. Uh, against Green Bay in week 12, 8 for 74. Okay. And two touchdowns. That's what's really Okay. Then they had the bye. 6 for 43. Okay. 7 for 81. <laughs> 6 for 87. Why are you saying no to this? Because I'll tell you why. <laughs> you know me and you're, you know my standards. You're crazy. Uh, Allen Robinson is not a QB one. I mean, I'm sorry. He's not a QB at all. He's not a, one, a wide receiver one, in my opinion. He not is. unless he gets at least one touchdown. I, I, I don't agree. Otherwise, he's good for 75 yards. And if you're not in a PPR league, is that what you need, a seven? Uh, most most times you are. Most leagues are half-point PPR better, right? And so the, the fact of the matter is everything you just said spells volume to me. Eight, tar, eight, eight catches, seven catches, six catches, eight catches, seven catches, 75 yards, 85 yards. The one game he got the two touchdowns and he boomed for you, right? Yes, he may need a touchdown, but there's a consistency to the amount of volume okay, that's fair. that he is getting. I'm looking at Miller and I'm looking at Mooney and they are, he, they're about a third of that. Right, right. So he is about 60% of the offense that's not happening on the ground is going to to Allen Robinson. And then with the running backs, you're, it's kind of all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Cordell Patterson is involved in the in the running game. Montgomery. Montgomery is getting back from injury. Like, he's the clear back there, and I actually feel comfortable starting Montgomery this week. But the, the thing is, Mitch Trubisky zones in on, um, on Allen Robinson, right? And so that – consistency and cross your fingers for the touchdown is the type of thing that you want going into it. Like, you know, those targets are there. Yeah, you, you don't have to question it. Right. Yeah. So, and it's against Houston's defense. Who's if they got a decent pass rush, but if they can't get to Trubisky, he's going to have some opportunity to get that ball off his chest. So I, I like both, both Montgomery and um, Allen Robinson this week for the bears. All right, our next matchup is the Cardinals against the Giants. Cardinals-Giants. This is going to be actually a sneaky good game. Um, I think this is a game that the Giants can win. We have seen what this Giants defense has turned into over the course of the last two weeks. We have seen what they're capable of after they handled Seattle this past week. Uh, So so you're a Giants truther? I, I just, listen, they look good. (laughs) I don't know how it happened. I don't know when the transition happened. But they did this last week without their starting quarterback, without Daniel Jones. Right? They came out and still got it done. So uh, I know Devontae Freeman is dealing with the the COVID list, and Wayne Gallman has been fine. Um, Arizona's defense is not great. Uh, So receiver-wise, what do you got? Mm Shepard, you've got Evan Ingram. That's the tight end, Slate, Darius Slayton. Right, Darius Slayton. Those are your your three main pass catchers in that offense. I feel comfortable. Now you have Alfred Morris, too, who Mm. was getting all the. uh, He was getting a lot. He was getting a lot of the carries, but I think that had more to do with injuries uh, than it had to do with with mere opportunity. Uh, Mm -hmm. Alfred Morris is definitely not a dude that I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's let's chase that for another week and see if that happens. (laughs) That's not a good idea. Um, If Devontae Freeman is back, then that backfield gets muddy. Okay. Right? Because then all of those guys are going to have opportunities. If he's not, Wayne Gallman is definitely the guy as long as he's healthy. Um, would I start him against Arizona? Probably not. Okay. Uh, I, I look I look more forward to starting uh, Shepard and starting Evan Ingram over anybody else. Okay. Now, what about over in Arizona? Now, obviously, Kyler. He's been this, struggling. I mean, uh, yeah, he's been struggling this second half of the season. Um, what are you doing there? Oh, and Fitzgerald's out with COVID. There, there. Uh, I think he just came back off of the COVID reserve list today. Oh, I think okay. I saw that come across the ticker this morning. Um, they're not going to allow Arizona to run the ball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna pin Kenyon Drake and uh, Chase Edmonds to the ground as much as they possibly can, and force and Kyler force to Kyler with Murray his clearly messed up shoulder. What, exactly, that's exactly like what they're going to try to do. When we were like, and I feel like it was me, but you know, I don't remember exactly. But I feel like I was like, Cam is hurt. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Cam's foot is hurt. Yep. They're just not saying anything because they don't want anyone to know. Yep. And then sure enough, yeah, he's been playing with a broken foot all season. Yep. This is what we're going to find out about Kyler. And then he injured that shoulder, and it was the same thing. His throwing arm has never been the same since that shoulder injury. Uh, yeah, Kyler, I think, is hurt for real. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you, can, you can't comfortably start DeAndre Hopkins this week. You weren't starting Larry Fitzgerald anyway. No, you weren't. Right? Christian Kirk is hit or miss. He's either going to get you two touchdowns or he's going to get you absolutely nothing. And that sucks because I have Hopkins <laughs> in my three You just you – you can't roll him out there with the hopes that he's going to get that one – long bomb play early mm-hmm. in the game mm-hmm. because he then if if it happens it happens if it doesn't then I'm he pissed. disappears for the entire game yeah um the giants are for real and I, and i think they're going to kick the socks off of arizona this week is it just me or is Deion, deandre hopkins really skinny looking um i just I feel like i don't know he's so I'm, skinny i'm looking at his body like that oh okay well, anyway, next in our matchup is Dandiel. 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 No, it said Dallas. <laughs> because as I was saying Dallas, I was thinking Andy Dalton. Oh, okay. Um, Got you. Dallas the Cowboys. Andy Dalton Cowboys. Yeah, and uh, the Bengals. Oh, God. This is gross. Uh, both of these teams suck. Uh, we saw Dallas get trounced by Baltimore last night. But. That said, Michael Gallup looked pretty good. Ezekiel Elliott showed a little bit of life. Um, You're giving him a lot of credit. Yeah. Cooper got in, in the end zone. Dalton Schultz disappeared, uh, which I expected him to have a good game uh, last night. So against a Cincinnati defense that isn't playing really well and really has nothing to play for and is just going out there kind of flinging the ball around, this mm-hmm. is going to look like a scrimmage. And people make big plays in scrimmage matchups. Um so Elliot was listed uh, as limited today with a calf injury. Okay, what were his stats last night? He was eighteen for seventy-seven. Eighteen for seventy-seven. So there was opportunity there. That was more carries than he's received in a while. Yeah, but that's like um, what two, three yards a carry. Yeah, I, I mean the volumes no, there. No, again, this is a much better opportunity than against the Baltimore front. So eighteen for seventy-seven against Baltimore is going to look a lot better against Cincinnati. Right, so I actually feel comfortable starting Zeke this week. Uh, they're understanding what they need to be doing in order to get the offense back up and running. Um, I like him. I like Cooper. Uh, I don't know if Michael Gallup was real or not. Hmm. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure about that, but he did get a touchdown and did he had over a hundred yards receiving, didn't he? He was uh, 86. 86 and, and one. 86 mm-hmm. and one. Okay, how many catches? Seven. Seven, okay. seven. So that's pretty good volume. Uh, and this is a revenge game for Andy Dalton. He's going home uh, to Cincinnati, and I think he's going to try to try to let them know that they lost a real one. Uh, he's going <laughs> to let them know that they did good by getting rid of him because the way he's playing in Dallas is the way he was playing in Cincinnati. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be – I think – I think Dallas's offense is going to shine regardless to whether they win or lose this game. All right. So in Cincinnati, then, where Andy Dalton is trying to get revenge, uh, I, I don't even have to ask you. I'm not. I'm Who's not. quarterbacking there? Some guy <laughs> named Brandon Allen. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know the situation he in was Cincinnati. For, and one. Uh, yeah, you're not playing that. If Joe Mixon comes back, I wouldn't play him either. Like, I, I don't feel comfortable with anybody on that offense. Sorry, Joe. Mm. Joe Mixon's been hurt. But even if he comes yeah, back, no, it, he's it not doesn't returning to practice. Yeah, it doesn't matter. On IR. It doesn't matter. I don't like anybody in the, uh, on Cincinnati. Not for my playoffs. All right. So into these afternoon games, we're looking at the Colts against the Raiders first. Okay. Can we just talk about how scared I was, but then how happy I became in the last four seconds what of a that play. game? What a play. Um, if everything that I said is true about Derek Carr, that he plays to the level of his opponent. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we kind of saw that last week, right? There was no reason the Jets should have been in that game. None whatsoever. At all. Yet here we are throwing up an Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary to, in the to last win the four game, right? Of the game. Right. <laughs> Twice, because the first one was overthrown, right? <laughs> so uh, if, if that is true, then we're going to see a decent Aaron Rodgers in this game against the Colts. This game is going to be a battle, but it's going to be a defensive one. Um, And I don't know that Derek Carr can muster up enough 
to 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 be able to get his receivers to put enough points on the board, right? We saw what that run game looks like without uh Josh Jacobs. Okay, yeah. And it was nil. Like it was non-existent against the Jets. So now put that same run offense out on the field against the number one ranked defense in the league, mm. right? They're not going to be able to run the ball effectively at all. But so somehow we are going to overcome. They're going to lose. <laughs> but what you can count on. You know what? We can put that on the board. What you can count on is his connection with Darren Waller. We're going to win. Uh, yeah. On the back of Waller. I don't see it. I don't see it. That's no. fine. Now, Waller, it might get. I think he had 17 targets in this past game and, what, 11 catches for 200 yards. 13 for 200. 13 for 200 on 17 targets. That's insanity. There are wide receivers on that roster, believe it or not. Regardless, (laughs) he's going to throw the ball to to Darren Waller. Um, So that's consistency that you can count on as far as the wide receivers go. I don't like Nelson Aguilar in this game. I don't like Henry Ruggs. I don't like Hunter Renfro. I just don't don't think the Colts are going to give up the stupid big play the way that uh, the Jets did. All right, and speaking of the Colts, what do you think about Mr. Rivers and his squad? Oof, I you know, I, I'm gonna say it. Start T. Y. Hilton. Mm. Start T. He's been winning me over week after week. Philip Rivers has been getting more and more comfortable with him in the office. Has been getting him the ball. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and start T. Y. Hilton this week. I like it. I think you have recency bias. Uh, well, that but I do. Mm-hmm. Right. I had been saying early on, I said before in my cut list, T.Y. Hilton was in my cut list. Yeah, I was. And I think he heard me. (laughs) Because from that point forward, it seemed like after the bye, it seemed like Phillip Rivers, they worked well together and he's been forcing him the ball. Bye was in week seven. Week eight, he was 1.9. Okay. Two for nine. Against Baltimore, he didn't play. So there must have been an injury or he had COVID. So 10, 11, 12, 13, what what is it? Uh, Six, five. And then in 12 and 13, you've got four for 81 and a touchdown, eight for 110 and a touchdown. So six, five, four, eight catches. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Six points in week 10, five points in week 11. And then he blows up in week 12, four catches for 81 yards and a touchdown for 16 points. So I think more relevant than actual catches is targets. Like how many times did Phillip Rivers go in his direction in those games? See, and for me... I don't care if you're dropping the ball. I need you to catch it. But it's opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. It's opportunity. If the game plan speaks to opportunity for a particular player on a consistent basis, then mm-hmm. you could count on that opportunity being there, especially against a Raiders offense who's not going to have Abrams, very likely, which is their best corner, right, and has been struggling to defend anybody, really. Okay, so this sounds like number two. So the first one is the Raiders are going to beat uh, Indianapolis. Okay. And the second one is – I don't think T.Y. Hilton is going to have the game that you think he's going to have. I say that T.Y. Hilton will have over 10 fantasy points. Okay, I'll take that. Okay. All right, anybody else? Uh, are you playing Taylor? Um, are you playing Naeem Himes? I would play Jonathan Taylor. I would play both of them in this game, actually. I think it's T.Y. Hilton, Taylor, Naeem Hines. With the with the uh, tight ends there, mm-hmm. they have a few. It's I, I just I don't know who's going to get the opportunity on a given week. Like we mm-hmm. saw Mo Ali Cox get a little bit involved last week. And um, I can't, the other tight end's name is Burton. escaping me. Trey Burton took a back seat, but the week before we saw Trey Burton take a step forward, if memory serves me correctly. So I, I just, I, I don't feel comfortable with any of the tight ends with their consistency. Okay. Um, but I, I, as far as volume is concerned, I do think there's going to be stock in the pass catching back for Indianapolis this week, which gives Naeem Hines, some relevance, and I do think they're going to be able to use some Jonathan Taylor specifically on the goal line. All right. Next in our afternoon games, talking about them, makes them appear, those Jets against the Seahawks. (laughs) This is a a funny one, okay? So rock with me here. Ty Johnson. This sounds like it's about to be some bull. Ty Johnson is a running back that you can start if you are missing Gibson or Jacobs this week. I feel confident okay. that against the Seattle Seahawks, that Ty Johnson is going to have a worthy and relevant fantasy day. All right. You're putting it out there. You heard it here first, people. Okay. Now, aside from that, we know Seattle's defense is struggling. 
right? We also know that their offense has been struggling. Yeah. Uh, it's really been the DK Metcalf show. We haven't seen much. Chris Carson got a little bit of work last week. We haven't seen much from Hyde. We haven't seen anything from Tyler Lockett in the last few weeks, right? And so they, the whole let Russ cook thing has seemed uh, has appeared to have died off. <laughs> I don't know why they went away from it if they felt like they were just putting too much on his back. But this is a game, if there's any game, where this offense can take advantage of how poor the Jets are. Okay. Right? So I like Lockett in a comeback game this game. Uh, you're definitely starting DK Metcalf because mm-hmm. he pretty much is the wide receiver. He is the wide receiver one on yeah. that on that roster. Uh, I love Russell Wilson this week, and I really like um, Chris Carson as well in a bounce back game. Okay, and then what about uh, in the Jets? The Jets, the aside, from, yeah. uh, aside from aside uh, from Ty Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, you know we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now that Sam Darnold has been back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a little bit more comfortable going over the top to Perriman and to um, and to Jamison Crowder. I expect that to continue in this game. Uh, they're going to lose, but that's not to say they can't put up a 27 spot on this Seattle defense. So I actually, if I had to pick one of the two, I would pick Rashard Perriman over Jamison Crowder, but Jamison Crowder is going to have a higher volume of catches. So in a PPR format, then you should go Crowder over Perriman. All right, let's move on to Green Bay and Detroit. Okay. Uh, a lot of Detroit's offense is going to hinge on whether or not Swift is back and whether or not Galladay is back. What is the situation with those two dudes? Sorry, I'm working off one uh, device today. That's <laughs> all right. Very smart. All right, so <clears throat> Swift is... Uh, still sick, was limited in practice today. Damn. And then, who else am I looking at? Johnson? Kenny Galladay. Oh, oh, Kenny Galladay is... (laughs) Did not practice today, still with that. Did not practice. All right, so, so, uh, pay very close attention to the injury reports. If I had a guess... I would say DeAndre Swift is going to be back and Kenny Galladay is likely not to play. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, you can fire up DeAndre Swift 110%. Uh, if he doesn't go, I do still feel comfortable starting Adrian Peterson, even though on Johnson got the touchdown carry. Was that last week or the week before? Clown. <laughs> um, I think it was last week. Carry on. Anyway, uh, I, yeah, I think it was last week. But if Swift plays, 100% play him. We talk about this Green Bay Packers run defense every week. Uh, and so play your running back against the Green Bay Packers. Um, if Kenny Galladay does not go, mm-hmm. we know Matthew Stafford loves to throw the ball. We know Matthew Stafford is good for 300-plus passing yards. And we know that Marvin Jones immediately becomes the one in that offense when Kenny Galladay misses time. Feel confident starting Stafford. Feel confident starting Jones. Uh, if Kenny Galladay doesn't play, if Galladay plays, of course you're going to play him, but it's likely that's not going to happen. On the other side of the ball. You're playing Aaron Rodgers. You're playing Devontae Adams. You're playing Aaron Jones. You're playing the tight end. Lazard Tanya, will be back. Yeah. If, if Lazard plays, you're, you're playing your Packers. Yeah. You're playing sure. your Packers. I actually feel like uh, even Jamal Williams has some stock in this game. They've been sharing the – it's like they're sharing drives. It's like there's an Aaron Jones drive, and then the next drive it's going to be a Jamal Williams drive. And you never know who's going to be on the field when the touchdown happens. Aaron Jones is the more efficient runner, right? We know Williams is not nearly as talented, but he does – he's on the field enough to be relevant. And against Detroit, the opportunity exists. All right. Sounds good. We are now moving on to Atlanta against the Chargers. Mm. Who are no longer in? Of whom is no longer in? Who what? no longer resides? Who Where? is living in LA? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the Chargers. I, I'm not at all scared off by Justin Herbert's lack of performance <sighs> last week. It was terrible to was watch. We all saw it happen. It was rough on all fronts. He will bounce back this week. Keenan Allen will bounce back this week. Okay. Austin Eckler will bounce back this week. I like all three of those guys. Hunter Henry will also bounce back this week. Feel comfortable starting any of your Chargers. All right. And then what about uh, in Atlanta? 
as Julio goes, so does Matt Ryan. Uh, looks like Julio will play okay. in this game. Uh, the Chargers defense is not a scary one at all. That said, I don't like any of the running backs in Atlanta, especially with Todd Gurley, as we knew, is dealing with that knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's flaring up on him. His arthritic knee is bothering him a lot. <laughs> it's likely not going to go. But does that make me want to start Ito? Like, no. Mm, no. Nah, I'm not putting Ito no. out there. I'm not starting That's Ito. That's like asking, do you there. want me to suit up and go play? So, no, <laughs> right. So pretty much the, 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 the regulars, right? Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Austin Hooper. All right. So uh, Alex Smith and the Washington football team is playing your 49ers. <sighs> we get to see Alex. We haven't seen Alex in a long time. Games in Arizona. Uh, we got rid of Alex for Colin Kaepernick. That didn't go well. Mm-hmm. I think he's got something to prove. All right. Now, uh, we watched Monday night when the 49ers played against Buffalo. And Buffalo tore us apart. And Buffalo isn't, doesn't have half of the defense that uh, the Washington Redskins do, the Washington football team, excuse me. That that front four, those those guys can rush. The passer, we saw them shut down the running game against the Steelers. We saw them get to Ben Roethlisberger. That's how they were able to pull that victory out against Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Nick Mullins is going to be on his back quite a bit in this game. Um, There there was a little bit of injury news about George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Mike Shanahan came out and said that they're they're not close uh, to coming back yet. So you're going to be hoping that he can get the ball out to, to Jordan Reed. And and to uh, Debo Samuel and to Brandon Ayuk, mm-hmm. I just don't think the opportunity is going to be there. Um, so I'm actually steering clear, and including the running backs. Mm. Even though they're one of the best running teams in the league, one of the most consistent running teams in the league, I just don't see it against this Washington Redskins D. Uh, excuse me, football teams D. So I'm staying away from the 49ers at all costs in this game. That uh, people think they can still get it done. Uh, I I just don't see it. And in Washington, do you think their offense is going to be as good as their defense? Um, I worry about the run game with uh, Gibson potentially mm-hmm. being out, right? And so, so now you got McKissick and Peyton Barber. McKissick is a little bit different, right? McKissick, I think, still is going to have some stock, basically because he is the pass catching option mm-hmm. there. Um, with Peyton Barber, don't be fooled by by the volume that he received against Pittsburgh. Don't be fooled by the didn't he get scored a touchdown uh, in that game? I believe he did. Yeah, he was fourteen. Well, he fourteen for twenty three. Yeah, so he, so basically he, he got a touchdown. He, he got yeah, he got a touchdown. So I wouldn't be fooled by by the the fourteen carries. It's going to be uh, J D McKissick and. Um, and Logan Thomas. Okay. Logan Thomas. I don't know what's what's going on with Terry McLaurin. Um, He's clearly more hurt than their. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen much volume from him. Yeah, he's it, got an ankle injury. He was limited in practice today. Three, two for fourteen. Yeah. And the week before that, uh, oh well, yeah, that's it's just last week. Since the buy, seven for one fifteen, seven for ninety five, five for eighty four, seven for ninety two, and then against Pittsburgh. Okay, so maybe I just messed up. Angle. Maybe I maybe just because I don't have them anywhere on my mm-hmm. and they they're not an exciting offense. I've just not you know tuned in. So it, it seems like he's been pretty consistent, but his performance is going to depend on his health, mm-hmm. right? We saw uh, Cole Beasley tear us apart uh, in this game. Uh, on Monday night, and uh, I think there's going to be some opportunity for McLaurin if he's healthy. But those are the only three: McLaurin, McKissick, and Logan Thomas are the only three I would feel comfortable starting. Uh, Alex Smith, I think he's gone three or four games with over 300 yards passing since he's been back. Mm. Mm. No. Mm. Oh, okay, mm, two. Since he came back in week nine, he was he passed for three hundred twenty five, then three ninety, then one sixty six, one forty nine, and then two ninety six. So close to a three hundred mm-hmm. yard game against. Okay, um, so uh, if the game is going to have to be won through the air, 
I believe they have the ability to probably put up 24 to 27 points on the 49ers. So that's three touchdowns. Okay. Right. So So who's going to get them? I I just still don't feel comfortable. I feel more comfortable starting the pieces than I do starting the orchestrator on that roster. Sounds good. Um, Next is New Orleans against – sorry, I went to look at the game. Me too. And New Orleans against Philly. Uh, that's that's an easy one. Uh, start your Saints. Don't start your Eagles. Um, I think we need to talk about the bet that we had last week, uh-huh. in which I said Boston Scott would outscore Miles Sanders, and they were both terrible. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Miles Sanders <laughs> won that bet, and then there was another part of the bet. Uh, and I said that Boston Scott would also outscore some other running back. It was somebody who ended up not playing. Okay, well then he, I won that part of the bet. I, think, I don't think that counts. It was, um, anyway. I had went back and listened to it uh, on Sunday, but now I can't remember who it was. But I do remember that it was a running back that ended up not going. You're right. And so it just, it that doesn't count. Was it a running back in uh, – it was Mark Ingram. No, no. I would have never said that. Okay, well, anywho, let's move on to this next game because we're all getting to an hour. I don't know how we got this long. Because it's a lot of games. Um, okay, so next Sunday night game, the Steelers against the Bills. Steelers-Bills. This is going to be a test game for Pittsburgh. They have no running game. No running game whatsoever. Benny Snell has been terrible. Connor, even though he's going to be coming back from COVID, even before the COVID diagnosis, whatever, he was bad. Uh, so they have they, they have no running game at all. Um, so this is going to be Ben Roethlisberger against uh, Josh Allen, like back and forth with these good wide receivers. Um, so I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. Um, the Pittsburgh's defense, which was ranked number two for a long part of the season, is has some hobbled players. Mika Fitzpatrick went out for a few plays last game. Uh, they got some people hurt on that defensive front. Uh, so they haven't been as consistent as they started the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a winning recipe for them if they can't run the ball in the playoffs, but that's neither here nor there. With this particular game, I like the quarterbacks and I like the wide receivers. All right. That's it. So that includes Juju. That includes uh, uh, Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. That includes Chase Claypool. That mm-hmm. includes Stephon Diggs. That includes Cole Beasley. Right? That includes um, – uh, John Brown, if he's back. All right. So quarterbacks, wide, wide receivers. receivers. Yep. Got it. Last but certainly not least, your Monday night game is going to be featuring the Baltimore Ravens against Baker and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's been coming on strong, and I think they're for real. They're nine and three, uh, and I think they're, they're the playoff team. I, everyone thought they were they last are. season. They are. Uh, and I think Baker has settled down since the injury of Odell Beckham. He's mm-hmm. been spreading the ball around a whole lot more, and he looks good in that offense. They made a statement win against Tennessee last week. They said he couldn't get it done against top 500 teams. He showed them that he could put up 40. Uh, I think that's going to continue here against Baltimore. Baltimore's kind of had their number for the past couple of seasons. They got him earlier uh, in the season. I think Cleveland is going to rock Baltimore. All right, so uh, am I playing Baker? Yep. Am I playing Chubb? Yep. Landry? Yep. Hunt? Yep. Higgins? Mm. Austin Hooper? You know, Hooper's been disappointing. There's been a lot of expectation that he was going to be, like, the number one tight end in mm-hmm. that offense, but we thought the same thing about David and Joku last year, and mm-hmm. even though he is highly talented, he just wasn't used. It's like Baker just doesn't look to his tight ends that way, unfortunately. Um, so I, I actually don't like Austin Hooper okay. in this game, whereas the opportunity should be there. It just doesn't seem like it will be. Um, Higgins is interesting. He's had ups and downs. Uh, for a consistency sake, I like Jarvis, and I like the running backs in this game. I think we're going to see a lot more of Kareem Hunt than we did in the last game. Mm-hmm. So those four people, the quarterback, two running backs, and Jarvis Landry are all solid starts. And what about Baltimore? Uh, J.K. Dobbins, okay, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. um, Mark Andrews, if he's back. Uh, I heard that he is was activated off of the COVID list yep. today, which is great. He's a type one diabetic, so everybody was seriously concerned 
uh, about him coming down with COVID. Mark Andrews back. I like it. Hollywood Brown. He's just too hit or miss for me. Okay. You could you could you could roll him out there. He had a good. Uh, he got the one long touchdown when the backup quarterback came in when RG three got hurt, and then he did get a touchdown in in the game uh, last night against mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Um, but again, most of the though they're they're you're relying on one big play, right? Mm-hmm. I believe he had two catches in the in the game with RG three, and I don't know if that was his only catch or if he had two or three catches in last night's game. But you're you're hoping for the big play. And then what about Gus Edwards? Do you think that his usage in the last couple games no. indicates that he's worth taking a chance on, or nah, uh, I, that's fool's gold? I think it was clear. Uh, last night with the share of the carries that J.K. Dobbins got and how successful he was with those carries, mm-hmm. that he is the running back one on that team. Gus Edwards is merely a change of pace back. Does that mean he could score a touchdown? Possibly. But if I'm going for the volume play and the consistency play, then I'm playing J.K. Dobbins and I'm cutting Mark Ingram. All right. Sounds good. Because we've taken way too much of your time. We hope that you take your time making your choices and who's going to go in your lineup this week if you are playing in your playoffs. And may the odds be Be forever forever in in your your favor. favor.